This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to this week in ITFC history. My name is David Diamond and I'll be here each and every week alongside the man of a million spreadsheets, author of IpswichTownStats.com, top ITFC historian, I'm, I'm losing that, running out of space here. Keep going. Contributor to my favourite game and um, uh, Irish radio personality, we'll get to that in a minute. It is none other than, well, there needs no introduction after that. This is the Renegade Statman. We'll be looking back at the names, the games, the wins, draws and the losses that occurred this week in ITFC history. Easy stat? Easy, mate. That was quite an introduction. Well, well, well what else could I do? You just call me stat sometimes. <laughs> keep keep me level-headed. What, so, so we must do a little bit. So this we're recording this 10 days probably after... The um, epic <laughs> announcement at Portman Road that uh, our esteemed manager, Mick McCarthy, will not be there come the start of next season. Um, and you had a, well, as I said, you had a little um, a spell in the spotlight with Irish RTE Radio. Yeah, RTE Radio. I mean, I got a, a message on, on Twitter from this guy saying, do you want to do a piece on um, Irish Radio hmm. about Mick McCarthy's announcement? And I'm like... Wow, you know, being the, the the son of a of an Irish immigrant, um, the closest that I was ever going to get to wearing the Irish jersey was um, maybe being on Irish radio. So I, I went and said, um, "Yeah, I'll do that." He then said, um, "These are some of the things that we'd like you to talk about." Yeah. So I made a list, and then about an hour before, he said, "Can you um, email over what you've got?" <laughs> so I sent him photos, and it kind of looked like the the notes of a demented man. I said, "I can't, I can't give you these." <laughs> I think after you'd done it, I texted you, didn't I? I said, stat, I think, I've just heard that RTE are on the phone. You owe them two grand and lost revenue because you've yeah. talked straight through two ad breaks. Well, because, I mean, one of the things I did, I had a look to see who who was interviewing me. It was um, Ivan, yeah. and um, 
I looked at Ivan on on Google, and oh. I thought, wow. So yeah. I'll have a, mm. a, a a nice long chat with her. And I think they did try and cut me off a little bit at the end. <laughs> I still had a lot more to say. <laughs> no, it was it, it was good, but just I think we'd obviously better. We haven't recorded since that since that uh, that news. Um, thoughts on that, and just quick thoughts on that. Your thoughts on that, and thoughts also on what's the point of him being here to the end of the season? Can't can't even sack a manager properly, can we? I mean, that was my my first thought, but we, we've we've done mutual consent before with managers, and I think that would have been the right time to go ahead and you know bring a caretaker manager in between now and the end of the season. Because yeah, unfortunately, what we have now is the the Mick inners and the and the Mick outers, where you think that they'd be uniting back as a, a as a group to support the team going forward, and now actually turning into splinter groups, and the and the Mick outers are. You know, getting worse and stuff, and I think you know. It's... Mick out is Mick in as be careful yeah. what you wish for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, is uh, people outside our club must be looking in and just lay. It's a joke. It he is, he shouldn't be here. Pathetic. I'd rather have you in charge um, tomorrow Thanks, night at Barnsley. Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, someone did say on the pod to me and Ben yesterday on, on Twitter. Someone tweeted and said, "What would you two do if if, if you were managing?" <laughs> so, so I think we'd bring certainly try and bring back more laughter into it. Anyway, I think you. if Ben was in charge, I'd give up my season ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I think if Ben was in charge, yeah. I think you'd want Mick back yeah. anyway. Stack enough enough of that frivolity um let's let's go on some more enjoyable stuff where are we going first this week mate so we're going to wear up the stat machine and we're going from the 11th of april to the 17th of april and i think i've said it the last three weeks but we are really in the business end of the season we are now i think you know um within the next couple of weeks we're probably going to come to some games which actually be the end of the end of the season depending on what's going to happen so we're going to go straight in to the 13th of april 1974 and it's uh Bobby Robson's in the Ipswich dugout, and we're at home to Bill Shankly's Liverpool. Mm-hmm. What does Bill Shankly say to you? Because, I mean, I'm obviously a bit younger than you, um, and Bob Paisley was always the big Liverpool manager, and I sort of learned about Shankly later. Yeah, the, I mean, the Liverpool, the whole um, Liverpool dynasty, I suppose you'd call it, from mid-60s, I guess, so the whole Mersey beat. So it all started with the music and football, and it, it sort of came together as one, really. And Shankly was the Liverpool manager. And I think he was the one that really, you know, united the crowd, the Liverpool crowd with the team. You know, the famous cop, as it was. So he was the one. And he was, um, yeah, never won. <coughs> Obviously, it was Paisley that um, subsequently won the um, won the European Cup for Liverpool. They subsequently went on to win it five times under, obviously, Paisley, Fagan as well. Um, Shankly never quite. I mean, Shankly really, out of the blue, retired, I think, close season, 19... Well, this was his last season. So yeah. 1974, he's very, exactly, his very last season. Um, total shock, he announced his retirement, um, you know, that, that close season and, and Paisley stepped up from the famous, you know, Liverpool boot room. But certainly, you know, Shankly, um, obviously revered on, you know, we've got the Shankly gates, haven't yeah. they? Revered on Merseyside. And um, yeah, he was, like I said, he was the one that was really responsible for that Liverpool, yeah, late 60s, probably, yeah, well, right through the 70s, really, early 80s domination, really. He, he set that in, yeah, he he set that in stone, really. That's a great answer, but I was kind of expecting you to kind of answer about what inspiration he was for the, the Smith song, uh, Frankly, Mr. Shankly. <laughs> of course, it, of course. It was nothing to do with that. Okay, oh. well, <laughs> it's the 13th of April, Easter Monday. Uh, it is uh, two days after this game because this game's played on an Easter Saturday. I tell you what, you can see why I get confused. It's an Easter Saturday. Mate. Don't get don't get me started on this. So right, look, okay. at, look at this this season. So th- so three games. So Easter Saturday away at QPR one one nil. 
um, this game. And then we played a QPR again Easter Monday. So three games in four days. Yeah, good Friday. We, we won 1-0. We got this game on the Easter Saturday. And then, like you say, we played QPR again. That was great. My madness, mate. But football was cheaper. Football was cheaper. Probably probably had the same 12 players every for yeah each game, no doubt. You and know. in fact, football was cheap. Have you seen the attendance for this game? Crikey, mate. That's got to be up there in top 10, hasn't it? Oh, without a doubt. Uh, 33,000. 292. And you notice how we've kind of we've joined. You started the beginning of the attendance and I, I ended it. <laughs> Just so people didn't realise <laughs> so, so. it was either 33,000 or 292. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're so, well, we're doing this long enough now. We're starting to dovetail nicely. Yeah. It's a bit um, like Pacific Rim. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Yeah, I went I'm to watch that now. on um, oh. when we played uh, Millwall. All right, Easter yeah. Monday. Easter Monday, yeah. Family, Statman family trip to watch Pacific Rim. What's it about? Uh, some future robot things, oh. but you have people wired into robots, yeah, and I think no. you and I would make good pilots because there needs to be a connection. Ah, yeah. got you. Okay. You, and, you and Ben wouldn't be very good. Yeah, no. um, but anyway, there's a, there's something about this. Before we get to the game, something about this where I've gone back and I've done a bit of research and I've probably done it in a lazy kind of way. Never. Um, and there's a story, I believe, that a fire engine during this game right. um, was called out to the churchman stand. Okay. And I, I don't know anything. I, mate, I, I was there. Like I said, it was one of those games where the, the Litlands, as I was only 10 then, you could sit around the edge of the perimeter. Yeah. You know, the other side of the advertising boards with, you know, 33,292 in. Um, um, so, yeah, I must admit, I don't remember anything about that. Was but... that was that a bit like Pleasurewood Hills, you know, when you go there on the ride? Did they have like a little, if you are below this height, you oh, can see go you onto the pitch? I don't, I don't think so. I think, any, I think anyone in one of those old-fashioned green parkers with the red lining in the hood, yeah. you're okay. You know, you, you're all right with the way one. And I'm sure most, most, most of the lads had those on that day. But, um, yeah, I remember the game. I remember the game well. We were, you know, we were riding quite high in the league. So was, um, so was you know, so was Liverpool. Ultimately, Liverpool were, well, ultimately, I think, well, you put it here, we finished fourth. Liverpool finished second. Leeds were champs. Um, Leeds were champs that season, weren't they? They were, yeah. So, um, uh, Callahan, Yeah. Harry. <laughs> Dirty Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realise that was a game he broke. Billy Liddell's all-time, all-time appearance so what, what, record. What, what, what's his first name, Callahan? Jim? <laughs> it's, um, um, it was Ian Callahan. Ian Callahan. Yeah, Ian. So, yeah, and... And I had no idea who Billy Little uh, well, Liddell. Was, I, I have. He was Liverpool's record appearance um, holder before Ian Callaghan. All oh, right, four hundred ninety-three. Yeah. No. Um, do you four, want to go 492, through four hundred ninety-two? Oh yeah. Well corrected. <laughs> um, I'll go through the Liverpool team. Um, Clements. This is a great side. Yeah. Smith. He was tough. Yeah. Lindsay. Yeah, great left back. What was yeah. his first name? Alec. Uh, Thompson. Neil. Tomo. Go on. Is it? Phil, Tom- Phil knows, Thompson, you know, yeah, Phil yeah, Thompson. yeah. Um, Cormac, Peter Cormac, yeah, ex ex Nottingham Forest, yeah, Liverpool good player, Emlyn Hughes, yeah, <laughs> the ex Norwich keeper, Kevin Keelan, Kevin Keelan, yeah, he was there. Hall, Brian Hall, Highway, Steve Highway, Stevie Highway. Is this guy called Frank? Frank. Boesmer or something. Was he something to do with England or No, it's Phil Boesmer. Phil what oh he he actually went on the coaching staff, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah, it's one of the names that rang a bell. Phil Boesmer, yeah. And, and then and Ian, Ian Callahan. I mean Ian Callahan player, yeah. Um went on to play for um yeah, certainly played for England, Ian Callahan. So twenty fourth minute, Jono, uh Mark One, 
crosses the ball in and Trevor Wymark uh, with a header. He climbed above Lindsay. I can't remember that. Yeah. I certainly remember their goal, though. Yeah, I mean, their goal, it was um, Emlyn Hughes. Before we get to the goal, whenever I think of Emlyn Hughes, I think of Question of Sport. Yeah, great. Yeah. Do you, well, calling, um, did he not, um, his famous thing on Question of Sport, there was a, a jump jockey, you know, yeah. name who it was, and he, he said this male jump jockey was Princess Anne. Do you remember that? That's famous. Did he hug her that's, or something? That's what you say. Yeah, I think yeah. he did when she yeah. was on, and she was subsequently on. That wasn't on that yeah. particular episode, and she was subsequently on. Yeah, Sandy crazy, passed away as well, isn't he? Crazy horse. Yeah, quite a while ago. Yeah. Went on to, um, I mean, he won everything with Liverpool. Then when I, I think he certainly was captain of certainly the first European Cup win, seventy-seven, um, and went on to. I think he was captain of Wolves when they won the League Cup in nineteen eighty. Yeah, he's a yeah, and again, played a lot for England. Um, he would have played with Ray Wilkins? Yes, for England, yeah. yeah certainly would have done, yeah, in the probably latter part of his England career. Yeah, very sad about where he's a good player, mate. He could play yeah. Wilkins. I mean, never. All right, 80-odd games for England, but probably in some ways a bit, bit underrated. People saw him as, oh, you know, sideways. But mate, he Do you, Yeah, player. for me, great you know, player. if I'm being honest, yeah, you know, for, <clears throat> for, for club he was a great player, but for England, whether he had that particular role. But you're right, he, he picked up that, Sort of nickname of being a crab and stuff like that, and I remember did he get sent off in the yeah 90... through the ball at the ref, didn't he? Eighty six was it? Oh, Ninety eighty six. Al- Algeria. Or I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was Morocco. Sorry, did I say Portugal? I thought it was Morocco. Well, that's North Africa. Yeah, close. Yeah. I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not about that wrong. I thought yeah. I see. Remember, he threw the ball at the in the in the direction of the ref. Yeah, actually, it was too it was good just passing throw, it to the ref. It hit the ref. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very sad about him. Um, but certainly, Emlyn Hughes' goal here was an absolute beaut, wasn't it? And I think sixty um, third minute thundered in a free kick from miles out, thirty yards. I thought my main. I think he hit it well. Civil little lorry was in goal, got a hand to it, and it made the goal look quite big because he sort of deflected actually in the top corner. Yeah. Um, but we absolutely battered them, according to to report. So oh, at, I can't remember. I was there, at the end, I can't remember. That was game thirty nine. We were third, forty five points. <clears throat> Liverpool was second. And that result didn't really help Liverpool, who finished five points no, behind Leeds, Leeds were, that season. Leeds were very good that season, really quite consistent, I seem to remember, obviously. Um, and it yeah, was the... a good Liverpool. So, I mean, to be fair, 13th, that was only probably what, well, it was probably three weeks before Liverpool went on to win the Cup. They beat yeah. Newcastle in the final. Who scored for Liverpool? It was a, it was a brace from um, the Norwich keeper and oh. um, Steve Highway. He's a great player, Keelan. Um, and that was the main match of the day game. Yeah, it and was. It, it got me thinking. Go on. In in the old match of the days, yeah. was it just like one game? Two. There was two. So you didn't have all the highlights that we have <gasps> now. Good God, yeah. no. It weren't cameras any game. So it was yeah. just two games. And not necessarily you could have had a, a first division game as this would have been. And it could have been a second division game. Or even, I've seen on match of the day, back in the day, even top of the, the old, what would have been, you know, third tier, the third division. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the... Likes of when Villa in the third division, and certainly the season later, um, a lot of the second division because Man United were in there. Famously put down by Dennis Law. Dennis Law's cheeky, yeah. cheeky, cheeky back, back here. here. Well, I enjoyed that stat. I, I forgot about that game. So let, let's bring us closer to the future now. It's the fourteenth of April two thousand and seven. Jimmy Jilton's in the in the dugout, and Billy Davies is in the away dugout as we're entertaining Davies. Derby County. Where, where is he now? I have no idea. I would never want him in charge of no, my club. No, 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 no. Again, look at the, look at that. Look, two thousand and seven under Mitchell. Look at the attendance against that. Should we do it 
I'll do it as one. 24,319. Unbelievable. I mean, we had, good God, we barely got out for Norwich this season. It was a hot day. Very, very hot yeah, day. Bigfoot, I love you. Yeah. Oh, God. I, all I can remember about this game, I can't remember, I just remember the handbags of Bywater and Bruce, as you quite rightly yeah. referred to. Well, in, if, if we start off with the game, so Oakley, he scored a great goal in the in the ninth minute for Derby. Derby took the lead. Thanks. Nice glass. 25 yarder. He did. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then on the the twenty eighth minute, um, and I don't even I can't even recall. I remember seeing there, you know what it is when you're at football and sometimes you just drift off for a little bit and then suddenly you realise that everybody else around you is reacting to something. Uh, yeah, I want to say it was like a corner, yeah. certainly up up the church, up the Sir Alf end because yeah. I remember that's where I used to sit. Um, and perhaps Bruce just went in late on, or some might not even been Bruce because he was a bit of a hothead, wasn't he? Um, went in late on by water and. Obviously, I guess it was Bruce. They just, yeah. but Bywater took exception, and you, you know, both mar- you can remember both marching one after the other to the looked like they were going to carry it on in the changing rooms. Yeah, but, um, they, they definitely were. Well, I think I think Bywater certainly um, offered um, uh, to carry it on in the tunnel. Out. Yeah, he offered him out. Yeah, and th- and that um, uh, chief head security guard who who stands. Oh yeah, yeah. He he kind of got involved a little bit, oh, which, was, which was good because normally all I ever see him do is shake the opposition manager's hands on, a, <laughs> and, on and sort the of, championship program. And sort of lurk, lurk behind yeah. McCarthy when he's walking to the, um, when he's walking to the dugout. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they got sent off and, and it was quite interesting because obviously, well, here we are in, in April 2007. In January 2008, we, we signed Stephen Bywater. Oh, of course we did. And yeah, and I think they would have been they would have been teammates. I'm sure they probably laughed about that. I'm sure they had a yeah. good old good old titter about that one. I don't. Re- Billy Davies also got sent to the stands in this game, <laughs> but my memory's gone, so I can't recall whether it is his reaction to the fact that they were getting sent off or whether there was some other thing. But oh, I can't remember. But no. I like the fact that players get sent off, but managers get sent to the stand. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. can't the manager be sent off? He's yeah. sent off. Frog marched yeah. out, out to the tunnel. Yeah. Why? Why can he still be in the in the stand? Don't, I don't. Managers know should should be sent off. Yeah, I don't know. That um, step. So at half time, we're um, down to ten men, both teams, and we're one nil down. Mm-hmm. And then Franny Jeffers Ooh. pops up in the 69th minute. Wilness has a pass during that spell, and he he slots at home mm. past Lee Grant. Okay, he yeah. was a, he was a great player, yeah, Franny was, Jeffers. He, oh yeah, I thought so. Yeah, we just didn't. I don't know why we didn't sight him probably on too much. Probably. Yeah, so I think he scored four in seven appearances. Yeah, scored against Holloway yeah. in that five-two game. Was uh, that around the time that when Jim was keen, desperate to to get a, a striker, and he was obviously chasing um, Nugent as well? Possibly. I think. Where always... he famously did you hear him on the radio that time when they said, "Oh, about they were interviewing Jim at the end of the game." So oh, Jim, kind of do it in my best Brenner Woolley style. You know, let's assume that we've lost one nil. Um, unlucky tonight, uh, Jim, against a tough opposition. Uh, and he obviously answered the question. And they said, well, how's, how's any the progress with the um, David Nugent transfer? And Jim went, well, there hasn't been any. And he said, well, um, why is that? And he said, um, he can, if, if, if David Nugent thinks he can come here now, he can sod off or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, there was a few people then phoned up the Radio Suffolk moaning and were complaining about Jim's bad language. Oh. But see how we've evolved from bad language, from sod off to, to where we are now. To where we are now and um, the, the comical um, Neil Warnock on Friday. 
It's just brilliant. Well, you know, if you take people out of the football bubble, and I consider you and I and all people who go to football and stuff in the football bubble, Mrs. Stat is not in the football bubble, right? So she watched it. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, Espirito Santo um, did his bit. Yeah. And she felt really sorry for him. And she went, oh, "Oh, I feel sorry for him. Like he's trying to apologize. And then Warnock came on and said, I, I won't accept, I don't know where he's from. <laughs> hey, I won't bloody accept that. Yeah, bugger yeah. off. I'm not even going to go to the dressing room. I'll come out of the dressing room with stuff. Sorry, when I, when I, when I introduced at the start, I meant to say crap impersonator, but anyway. Yeah. He sounded a bit Welsh there, Warnock. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'm not going to my office. <laughs> um, anyway. So, anyway. yeah, I, you know, the outside world probably thought that, you know, the, the Wolves manager was overjoyed and, and, and apologised. But the, you know, there we go. Let's. I'm desperately trying to find a link with with this game, so I'm just going to bring us back. It's one one. Yeah. Here we are on the 14th of April 2007. We're going yes. into yes. the last two minutes. Um, <clears throat> Danny Haynes comes on as a as a sub, um, and he goes into the penalty box. Penalty box, and he's fouled by Jay McEverly. Oh well, friend, good old Jay. And, yeah. and actually, Haynes takes a penalty. Yeah. Stands up. <sighs> Don't remember Haynes. Sticks it in the back of the net. Uh, 89th minute. That is. We win the game 2-1. So we actually finish the game. It ends with two reds, four <laughs> yellows for town, and six yellows for Derby. Christ. Well, um, what are you, you've got some shorthand here, Stat. What yeah. is end 2-R, 4-Y, and 6-Y? What's that? Yeah, ended with two reds, four yellows, <laughs> and six yellows. Oh, you're too cryptic. What, what I just said, you, you just, just read said out. that. I, not yeah. that I wasn't listening to you. Well, but Other people yeah. turn off. Uh, game 43, yeah. and we were 14th with 57 points. Now, the previous double sending off we had of one of our players and, a, and the opposition player being sent off in the same game was back in 2001. At Leicester? Yeah. Was it, was it, was it, did Stuart get sent off? No. No. Did the Leicester keeper get sent off? No. Did our keeper get sent yes, off? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who was uh, our keeper? I assume it was Richard Wright, was it? No. Oh, 2001. Yeah. So oh, Serini, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Serini and, and, and a Leicester player or two of ours? A Leicester player, yeah. This was the last time that one from, or the previous oh, time that one from oh, each sorry. team, yeah. Um, I think he played for Norwich. Leicester player. Yeah. I used to think he was a brother of Andy. Gray? No. Marshall. Oh, was it? Um, Lee, Lee, Marshall. Lee Marshall. Did he play for Norwich? Well, he did in my mind. I'm not sure. I don't think he may have loaned. I, I yeah. don't remember Lee Marshall. Yeah, yeah. I can remember so him. He, yeah. he got sent off, and famously oh, in that wow. game, um, it, that game back in Leicester in 2001 ended one-one. Muzzy is it failed to convert a, a penalty against um, uh, substitute keeper Keith Brannigan. That was one of Keith Brannigan's very, yeah. very rare, um, very um, rare appearances. Well, he, he had that nightclub to run, didn't he? So he, yeah, he, couldn't, he, he couldn't get away. Couldn't could do it. And, and those crisps to sell. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it's happened four times since then. Oh, wow, uh, look at uh, this. Scunthorpe twice in 2018. C.O.? Was one of... Yeah. C.O. Pablo? Probably. Hotheads? Yeah. I'm kind of thinking. And then we've got... Palace. Uh, Palace, was, and... Palace was Fuller? Ricardo Fuller? Yeah. I don't know who got sent off for them. I didn't Reading write them 2010, all. I think I was at that game, um, with Ben. Hyam. Hi- yeah. Definitely high. Yeah. Can't remember who got sent for them. Did Church score in the winner in that oh, game or something? It was such a rubbish yeah. goal, like 89th minutes. Rubbish. Actually, went, went with Ben to that game. Picked up my lad who was at High Wickham anyway. But, I mean, there's certainly if you were at Portman Road that day, there were scenes that you don't see that often where you have, you know, players trying to, you know, take a so lump out of each other. let me get two reds, four yellows, six Ys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You got oh, that's it now. Fine. Yeah, it's almost you. like a bit of algebra. Algebra. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to go numbers and letters. What's that mean? Um, exactly. Where are we going now, Stat? We're going back to 1967-68. We're in Division Two. Bill McGarry is our manager. Yeah. And the opposition, we're playing Hull City, and their manager is a guy I'd never heard of at all. Go on. Cliff Britton. Oh. No, that's a new one on me. I thought you could, Cliff, say, yeah, I thought Cliff you could say Cliff Richard. Yeah. Or there's a link there, or Cliff Thorburn, but I never heard of Cliff Britton. Now the, really? The, the, yeah, the stat machine kicked this one out because um, this is a Tuesday night, kickoff at half seven at Portman Road. Yep. Uh, we're playing Hull. Yep. Um, the day before was Easter Monday. <laughs> And we played Hull away, <laughs> and we drew one-one. As we did. I mean, this is this is a good two this, in two days. Come this on, is, this is now coming down to the nitty gritty yeah. of our championship. Of sorry, what was the championship? Tell me about the, it. Division two winning season. I do take exception here. You said can't find any goals here. <laughs> any young memories that championship winning season? I was five stats. So no. You must remember no. something. I was playing with actually a hot dog Lego. Probably no, I wasn't at them. My first game was. I'm telling you, my, my first game we'll get to in a little while. Actually, all it right, was okay. not the actual game, but same season. So um, is it in, a, in a future week when I see your tail wagon, that'll be your first game. So you don't. Oh, I'll get very excited. So can you can you tell us from your? I can your, tell you from my. From, I can tell you about your vast this. experience okay. and knowledge of, of Ipswich's history. Here we what, go. What was 67, 68 so like 67, six, So 67, 68. So we'd got relegated disastrously under Milburn in 63, 64 and conceded like 120 odd goals or whatever. So we had a couple of seasons and consolidation. The championship side, winning side, had broken up. With really the exception of one was a constant through those years, and it was Billy Baxter. Um, and this season, another um, key player rejoined after spells away, I think at West Brom and Wolves, Ray Crawford came back this season. So that, so from 61-62, only like five, six seasons before, there was only two players that played in that, which I guess says a lot about the age of that 61-62 side, really. There was only two players in the squad of the 67-68 Division 2 winning side, which was Baxter and um, Baxter and, and, and Ray Crawford. Um and the key is round about this time. So this was, I, I, I did look this up. So this was Easter Monday and the running, we did quite well. There was five games left. We won three, drew two and finished top. It was tight. QPR was second on goal average back then with 58. We finished top with 59. QPR was second on goal average, 58 from Blackpool. Third also with 58 points. So very, very tight. So for, for the uninitiated, uninitiated yeah. goal average is... Number of goals scored yeah. divided by the games played. Simple as that. Is yeah, that exactly yeah. right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, and 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 another, a key thing here. Just then, I think around about mid February, we signed John O'Rourke, a sort of young striker, and he scored twelve goals in twelve goals in fifteen games. That you know, well, you know, you can see in the running, which was which were the difference really in getting us getting us over the line. But two great players here that I can that certainly one, if not both, played in my. I'm sure in the very first game I went to, certainly Danny Hegan, who scored in the first half, Irish, and an Irish international, although I think he left Ipswich for Wolves. I think he got his Irish caps when he, Northern Ireland, sorry, Stan, yeah. don't get excited, with, um, with, with, with Wolves rather than Ipswich. And Frank Brogan, who was always, uh, I, again, I can't remember him, but always known as a flying sort of Scottish um, winger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I mean, Hagen got the goal in the first half, Brogan in, in the second half. Yeah, that yeah. was game thirty-seven. Game thirty. I've got number one for you, stat actually. There, what, what do you reckon was this? Quite funny. What do you reckon was number one that week? So that week, sixteenth of 
April 1968. Um, I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna need if I was to say to you, well done, well done. Well done. Yeah. Steak. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, or, um, yeah. Oh, you were brilliant on that radio show. What am I Thanks. doing? Thanks, my Appreciation. Oh, close. Close. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. I think uh, I know it. Go on. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is him. Is it Cliff Richard with congratulations? Yay! Get in. Yeah, Eurovision site. Eurovision. We'd be, we'd be good on that. I don't know what they call that, that word association, bro. Um, yeah, congratulations. Well, we wouldn't because my first answer was steak. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. we got there in the end. Um, I actually have a medium rare. Do you? Yeah. Actually, I'm a bit of a medium rare. I can't, yeah, rare's a bit. Have you ever had steak tartare completely have, raw well, band with an egg? Someone who sat at the table had it and I said, oh, can I sort of dip me fork in nah I, I enjoyed the the, the bit that I had nah. but I'd never eat a whole dish nah nah that's wrong wrong on a lot of counts bam with a raw egg can't be right can it um yeah congratulations to Eurovision Song Contest winner but yeah like that oh that, was that the thing where he did the stupid dance did did it did it like well, that he, yeah did, did he, yeah he did something so. with his knees <laughs> probably oh Cliff yeah probably Cliff it, well that was dancing for you in 1968 exactly so let's have a look at this game now in 2005. Uh, Joe Royal is in the Ipswich dugout. It's the 17th of April 2005. It's, we're on Sky. It's a top-of-the-table clash. Can I stop you, Stat? Who's yeah. in the other dugout? Or can't you bring yourself to say it? No, I can. <laughs> um, I can't believe he's still in the dugout. <laughs> it's Mick McCarthy. It's Michael Joseph. <laughs> yeah, and that's why the gate was... That's incredible. I mean, 
it was a Sunday on Sky, so obviously that's going to affect the crowd a little bit. Um, <laughs> twenty nine thousand two hundred and thirty. Have we had a gate at home bigger than that? Since I can't believe it. I don't even think the Arsenal game was bigger than that. Maybe Norwich. Maybe Norwich. Yeah, we've had, few, we've had a few. We've had a few. That's got to be capacity, yeah, capacity yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they always say the capacity is thirty thousand three hundred, but once you take out, yeah, you know, seats for yeah. for you know um, whatever, yeah. Yeah, and you have like they have like five seats that the stewards just keep an eye on the empty seats. I was at this game. It's one of these games. I said coming over when we speak about the games we're doing. It's one of these games. I know I was at, but and I think I can vaguely remember us being ahead and then suddenly all the goals coming. Well, you you go on. Yeah, right. Go on, so go on. in in the in the first half, uh, Fabian Wilness handles it, and the referee points to the penalty spot, and up steps Marcus Stewart. Come on, no. Marcus. No, Come on, you can't got, you can't do that. You can't do that to us. us. And so he... misses the penalty and the ground erupts. Did he put it wide? Yeah, I yeah, I think it we didn't oh, remember, mate. I I just remember he, he looked uh, towards the the, uh, the town fans in the north stand and gave a little wink, I think. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um and the, And he would have done as well. And I think he he or or a Sunderland striker, someone else, hit hit the bar in the first half. Right. Um, so unsurprisingly, with Mick McCarthy on the dugouts, it's nil nil at half time, oh. and Mick is loving it. Sixty um, sixth minute. Um, they've got a standing keeper, Sunderland. I don't know who their usual keeper was, but it was Michael Ingham, which is somebody that I've never. Would it have been Sorensen? Yes. Yes. Yeah, good shape. He played, he, played, he played with him. Yeah. He played for Sun for yeah. a long time. Um, so yeah, he he came and I think it was, I think it was a corner. He punched the ball towards his own goal, and mm-hmm. he came out and you know just didn't get a, a proper glove to it. And Naylor was there to to put it over the line, bundle it in. Yeah, sixty six minutes. Then in the seventy first minute, uh, Robbie Robbie Elliott. No, don't mean Steve Elliott. Elliott. Steve, Steve Elliott. Elliott. Yeah. yeah. He scored, yeah. make it one-one, uh, mm-hmm. and then with six minutes to go, Robinson. Who was the Robinson who played for Sunderland? I don't know. He he scored to to put there. Sunderland two-one up, um, and then uh, in the 89th minute, a coochie header uh, towards Canago, and Canago set up bent for a neat finish in the 89th minute, and it finished two-two. And my favourite quote of the game afterwards was that Mick McCarthy was frustrated <laughs> that his team couldn't take their chances. Did he say about Ipswich? Oh, good side. Yeah. Good side. Um, good players. Uh, good side. Well, if you look at us, we were we were game, that was game 43. We were third uh, with 80 oh, points. Sunderland were top with 85. So 80 and we finished with 80. Yeah, Sunderland, yeah. Then, Sunderland then went on a run after that. They just saw it out, didn't they? We got, that's, that's the season stat. We should have oh God, we should have been up and forgotten about that season. Yeah. We just blew it. Yeah. yeah. And how um, things may have changed. Oh, I don't know. So let, let's, let's liven it up a little bit. See, it's always when you bring Mick in at the moment. It's all just a bit grey. Grey. It's all you didn't get grey. You or Ben either deliberately ignored it or didn't get the fact that I... Um, squeezed in a bit of a Morrissey lyric in the um, start of the week this week, where was I said it punctured that, um, bicycle on a hillside. Desolate. No, it's close, but I will try that next week. No, right. it was, um, every game is silent and grey, which is a bit like every day is silent and grey. Go on, by every it. day is What's the like st- Sunday by Morrissey. Oh. oh, I wouldn't have known that lyric stat. So coming in now, you thought I'd forgotten about it. The manager game. Oh no! So this week we've had Liverpool from seventy four. Derby from 2007, well, Hull from, from 68, 
and Sunderland from 2005. So we're going to do Sunderland from 2005. I have no idea. So who was the manager before Mick McCarthy? I haven't got a clue, mate. I don't know. Um, Mick McC- uh, do you want me to give you some clues? Yeah, I need some clues. Um, I think he was an England caretaker manager. Laurie McMenemy. No. He's won the Division One, as it was then. In fact, he was the last winner of the last Division One before... Howard Wilkinson. Howard Wilkinson was before Mick McCarthy. Really? Yeah. Never had him as something. And who was after Mick? Clue. Don't know. Oh, should I know? Um, he was in charge for six games. <laughs> no. Um, so Terry he, Connor. No. Ooh, so then he yeah. sacked himself. I can't remember. Go on. Clue. Hey, can you say that? That's the clue. He sacked himself. Sacked. Sun- yeah. So. Meaning that he might have been the owner of Sunderland at the time. Oh, oh, Noel Quinn. Noel Quinn. Was yes, it? yeah. So Noel Quinn was in charge for six games. He lost five of the six. So <laughs> who do you call when you're in a desperate situation? He got on the phone to um, Roy Morris Keane. And that's where oh, Roy went and then um, took Sunderland from the blimey. bottom of the table to, to promotion. Oh, of course, yeah, that season, oh, 2007. Yeah, six, seven. It made me laugh when you said not Sunderland because they were the only ones that I'd, I'd written down. I always, only, <laughs> only picked one each week. No, no, Sunderland, yeah, that's good. That, yeah, I'd... I'd Never would have remembered. I mean, obviously, I naturally perhaps would have thought about it and said Roy Keane, but never would have got Howard, Howard Wilkins. How long was he there for? No idea. Don't know. I, I, when I went back, I, well, I looked at the Hull one. Maybe I should have given you the Hull one. You Probably might have found not. that easier. No. Um, so let's move on to some notable Cliff birthdays. Cliff Britain. <laughs> Cliff Britain, yeah. Who is Cliff Britain? Well, I don't know. Go on. Noble birthday. Noble what, birthdays. What a nan stat. This is a player and an absolute gent. He is. Um, on the 11th of... April, it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. He'll be 44. Youngest looking 44 year old, obviously. Yeah, he's a young, young man. Um, a lot of you are already guessing who it is, but it's 314 appearances for town, 45 goals. Started off his career with West Ham. Yeah. Um, they tipped him out. I don't think he made the, the grade there. No. So he then went to Bournemouth. What a great signing. Yeah. And George Burley signed. What a great signing. Signed Matt Holland yeah. from Bournemouth for 800,000. What a signing that was. And there were loads of, you know, I, I make these sort of notes or prompts for us when we, when we talk, and I could have written loads and loads about Matt Holland, and actually got to the point where I thought, you don't really need to write any notes about him because everybody has Great special, himself. you know, brilliant, special brilliant. memories of him. You know, brilliant for Ireland, you know, scored goals in the World yeah. Cup. But um, the comment I made there, you said clapping the crowd, nice yeah. guy, and I've just made a comment, too nice for management, question yeah. mark. But do you remember um, when Jewel? Jewel was sacked and there was talk that McCarthy was coming, but there was also talk that yes, Matt Holland was. was going to be his assistant. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And if he'd have done that, probably now he'd be in the dugout as caretaker manager. Yeah, but they don't. Him and um, McCarthy and Connor come as a pair, don't yeah. they? Yeah. That was never going to... Once McCarthy was coming, that was never going to happen. Um, but, yeah, what, what you know, every, thing, everything about the guy, you know, just the way he played, never missed a game, just a great ambassador for the for the, for the team. Talk. And, I, I, you know, I've met him... Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, he was he was with us on one of these first cycle rides I did. The one to Amsterdam and spent a little bit of time with him. Just a all round top top guy. Very nice. well, very well spoken. Great, great for radio. Oh, great on Talksport. Great, you but, know, quite measured. He does a lot, obviously, um, of the Irish stuff, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And for me, um, I don't know if he's really, been interviewed by Ivan. Yeah. 
Go on. I'll let better check with Ivan if she's not been interviewing him. <laughs> Matty Holland. Um, but for me, one of the things that does stand out is um, when he went in goal when we played Oxford in, in 98. Was that one of those 3 5 nil games? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, you got me, you got me twitching again. <laughs> Good one, yeah. As you know, yeah, one on. of them was 5-2. Five... Yes, yeah. I know. So this uh, was the 5-2 one. Yes, I know. Yeah, Th- this on. was the 5-2 one. Richard Wright got injured um, and he... You know, they decided not to make the substitution then. I don't know who we had on the bench, so he went out for a little bit. And um, you get that thing which you don't see very often, which is an outfield player putting on the the, the keeper's jersey and donning the jersey. Always used to, always used to, When I think back to you mentioned the early match of the days earlier on. Yeah. When you think back to like the early match of the days in the all too rare occasion, it just looked funny where you yeah. see the outfield player pulling the bloody green, the old green jersey over his head and stuff. You know. Just, just look, look hilarious, and the gloves always were obviously, yeah, quite not quite. Do you always right remember size. that when you were playing with your mates down the park or whatever, and then you say, oh, "I'd go in goal," and then they'd give you the gloves, and they'd always be like that wet, sweaty sort of, <laughs> you know. I always remember that. But maybe I should ask Matt. Can can you remember with the with the gloves? Did he have his own gloves? He must be given his gloves. But I tell you what, he was a great midfielder, oh, which is brilliant because he was a rubbish goalkeeper. Um, you know the. <laughs> That corner that came across, um, I don't really think he even saw it. Didn't seem to oh, react. But so to be him. fair so, to uh, to be fair to the young man, right at forty four, he then did score in that five two win. Um, so he he made amends. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. But he's he's a he's a good round. Yeah, we like Matt Holland. I, I've never heard anybody say no, uh, anything probably, derogatory. Yeah. Maybe he claps too much. Maybe you can yeah. imagine some guy he was going. Genuine, oh, mate. He was yeah, genuine. Mate. Exactly. Yeah, player. Yeah. So on the uh, also on the eleventh, um, uh, Jerry Baker um, was born in in nineteen thirty eight. Mm. Um, Jerry um, he he died in August two thousand thirteen. But one of the reasons that I wanted to pick him was that he was born in New York. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I think he played for the played for the state. I mean, he was incredible scorer, really. I mean, in that really awful season, which again I think we mentioned earlier, that hundred and twenty odd. Um, when I when I mentioned you know, Milburn and yeah. the pre- precursor to McGarry in that sixty seven sixty eight side, eighteen goals in twenty two games in that nineteen sixty two sixty three. He was prolific. I think, like I said, I think he played for the state. I think he had a more famous brother, Joe Baker, that played. I think for Arsenal, um, uh, maybe Forest. Or someone will put me right. Certainly played for Arsenal, um, and I think perhaps was a Scottish international. I believe. I think I've got that right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I only played. I think only played a few seasons for us. But yeah, mate. 151 appearances, 66 goals. That's pretty good, isn't it? We signed him from Hibs in 1963 <laughs> um, for a club, club record, record. 17,000. <laughs> now, just to put that into context, I think it was uh, in 2015 that we signed Piotr Milarczyk, uh for eight and a half thousand euros. <laughs> so back in 1963, Jerry Baker was already twice the player that Milarczyk <laughs> was before you had 50 or. 50-odd years of inflation to be added on. We'll never know. Um, We'll never know. He scored in... um, uh, He didn't score in his debut, but he scored through uh, games two to six when he he joined us. So he was on a great run. Um, And he holds an unwanted record of being the only uh, hat-trick scorer for Ipswich that was on the losing side. Yeah, I think they lost, was it 6-3 or something, the Spurs, yeah. Which brings us right up to date because... I don't know if you went to the... Well, I know you went to the Bristol City game. I don't know if you heard um, some guy, some wag in the crowd who kept saying, bring Drinan on. Did you hear me say that several times? <sighs> well, today, Aaron Drinan scored a hat-trick yes, for the under-23s, but ended up on the on the losing side. So there is a, oh, a seamless link. I think they lost 4-3, yeah. It's a hull. Uh, yeah. 
training ground. Um, and the final birthday this oh. week on the 15th of April. Um, the thing that always annoys me about football, in fact, if you were to say to me, what one thing, if this was like room 101 that I had to put in to, to room 101, it would be back when we signed Fanidi George, that he wasn't allowed to have Fanidi on the back of his shirts. <laughs> he had Fanidi on the back of his shirts when he played oh, uh, yeah. abroad. Yeah. Um, but when he came here, the, the laws were that you had to have your, your first, your, your, your surname. Yeah, that was a stupid rule. I'd George. go back then and, and so you've got him. You've got him as forty-seven. Stat rumor has it he was he was yeah. actually forty-seven when he no, made his debut that, that day. That, he was born in nineteen forty-seven. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Um, so yeah, um, no, uh, no one saw his passport. But let's be honest. As, as much as he was, um, it was painful to watch him at some points. He was a great player. He scored uh, eight, only eight goals for us from forty-six appearances. Yeah, I mean that that season. Um, Oh, Ben or Hater, but he, he he was actually that first game at that first home game against Derby. I know Ben hates this. He was unplayable, wasn't he? It was probably the best yeah. debut. I think Burley went on record. And didn't he in the sun get ten out of ten or something? So he did, un- but as, and I don't want to go all sort of Ben like and suddenly I'm gonna be on the championship programme. He they had a fullback sent off in that game. He yeah. he you know, it was yeah. far easier for yeah, him, no, you know. So I I've, right, I've right, written right. that down you're down right. there. He he like you rightly say, played for Ajax and Real Mallorca. And Nigeria played My- a great Ajax side. I mean, and I remember, you know, that season, that first season, it's <clears throat> got some great goals. I mean, the, the goal against Sunderland, which we've spoken about before, was just sublime. The overhead kick at Tottenham. Um, I remember him scoring a shot from outside the box. I think at Villa lost two yeah. one. Angel scored a couple. Um, I mean, that goal goal against Sunderland was, you know, that it's, it's, it's the build up play to it as well. Ridiculous goal. But yeah, one of the the best goals we've scored in the last twenty years. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, team goal. God, if Man City had, been, had scored a goal like that, that'd but been... when you're sort of in a in a in a scrap in you know relegation scrap, you probably wasn't the player you wanted in the trenches no, with you. No, I mean as we've said before, that I think that, that that was the catalyst for it all. Really, when you think the two players that went out that season in direct would have been Richard Wright and Scowcroft, yeah, yeah. effectively replaced like for like by Serini and and Finidi George, and that's where it all. Went horribly wrong, and we have to blame that man again, Jonathan Barnett, their yep. agent, who, their agent. who, who, yeah, turned who, the... who, who basically got them the got them the moves, and certainly for. Well, we're not talking about you know the goalkeeper, but certainly about Richard Wright. Scoey's one thing, but Richard Wright, and it was just the worst. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Fanidi, he he ended up at Real Mallorca. Um, have you ever been to their ground? I've been past it. You know, oh, when you sit on the, York, on the on the bus two or three times. Yeah, yeah on, the, on the bus to um to to uh, what was. It? What's the I can't even think of the what's the resort in Mallorca Santa Ponza? No, Ma- Magaluf. Magaluf. Yeah, <laughs> on the bus to Magaluf. I can see yeah. you there. Yeah, and I famously remember that we did some mutual consent deal with with Finidi and that we let him go, um, and he was able to sign another club. But we were still playing him each week. I think. Oh. Yeah, I think it was all a bit crazy at the time. But yeah, on the fifteenth of April, Finidi is going to be possibly forty-seven. Possibly forty-seven, more like sixty. Enjoy that, mate. Yeah, it was good stuff. Enjoy that. Um, just to remind everyone, this is part of the Blue Monday Network, a podcast, so please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you pick up your podcast and tweet us your memories, good or bad, to at Blue Monday ITFC. We hope you enjoyed this week's show, and if you remember any of the events we spoke about or have any suggestions, please let us know on social media. 
at Blue Monday ITFC, myself on Twitter at David Diamond 3, Stat you can find at Chomp X3. And also, please don't forget to hit follow on there and give us a like at facebook.com slash Blue Monday ITFC. Ben will be here with the preview show on Friday. I'll be back on the flagship show with Ben next Monday, which will feature stats, um, stat of the week. And with any luck, we'll be back with more nostalgia this time next week. It's bye from me, Stat. Yeah, thank you. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.